afternoon. Welcome into the Illini Choir podcast. Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper coming to you live on our YouTube channel. Appreciate all you listening on the podcast format as well. Well, Derek Piper, Illinois has a new member of the class of 2024, Jace Butler, three-star guard out of California. Chooses uh, Illinois over Stanford, several mid-major options as well, committed Live with our guy Travis Branham from 247sports.com on Instagram just a few moments ago. So give me your reaction. What do you think of what Illinois is getting in Jace Butler? It's one of those they're trusting their evaluation. They feel like he's a big sleeper in this class. We'll see where he ultimately ends up. Right now, doesn't have a, a national ranking, uh, unranked three-star essentially. Uh, I know Travis tweeted out, you know, maybe in that 180, 190 range. Have a, a national rank right now, but uh, – yeah, I think it's a guy that you, you look back into June when there's a Section 7 event, what they call it out there in Phoenix, the high school event. Uh, Jeff Alexander was out there, and he was one of the standout performers of, of that entire high school event. And he, he showed his ability to make shots. He showed his the fact that he's a six foot four big point guard that's, that's got some physicality to him. And Illinois really continued to track him from there, and you kind of dug into it. And UCSB was in there, and, and just a, a handful of kind of – smaller low to mid-major programs and Illinois just wanted to continue to do their homework on him. Chester Frazier started recruiting him, watched him in the Adidas circuit uh, in July and just progressively as time went on, you just kept hearing from different people around Illinois. like, hey, you know, I I really love this kid. And Brad went out there in September to see him uh, in California and they, they just didn't want to mess around. They didn't want to say, hey, you're a backup option. Hey, if certain dominoes fall, we're, this is what we're going to do. They said, we're going all out to, to go out and get you. So uh, I think that it's one that will – there's some questions athletically. He's probably below average athlete uh, in the Big Ten when you look at high major guards. But also, I like a lot about his game too. Like, I think he's really crafty. I think he's got good smarts about him, sees the floor well, makes people around him better. And Illinois needs more ball handlers. I mean, how many times on these podcasts do we sit here and talk about point guard play and, and, and guys that can set the floor and set the table – I think they believe that Jace Butler can be one of those guys. I don't think everything's a reaction to what you had and didn't work out, Derek. Um, you know, Sky Clark was kind of a bigger body guard, but Jace Butler's six foot four. Jay Nepp's smaller guard, right? Andre Kerbel, smaller guard. Um, so I, I'm wondering, like, this is different than what they've had. And while I understand you always want the streaky shooter, you want the guy who can fill it up, you want the guy. Um, who's explosive, all those things. Like Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn is explosive, a little undersized. But this kind of fits alongside Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn, as long as you can keep these guys long-term, right? But kind of fits alongside that. Nico Moretti, it's different than what they've had at guard. And, and I, I don't want to go like, oh, he's going to be Javon Pickett. But, like, you've seen those kind of guys or countless guys at Wisconsin just be really successful. So it feels like Brad and his staff thought, we need that type of guard in our program right now for sure yeah they see him as a different piece in terms of what they have right now and what else they were recruiting when you look at on the roster right now like you mentioned Dre Gibbs Lawhorn kind of a, a smaller score first guard that does make up for being small because he is very explosive and he's really athletic and uh, but in terms of him and, and Mikey Lewis and you know, a guy that a lot of people 
were high on. And, and there's going to be some people that don't like the fact that Illinois took Chase Butler, maybe wanted to ride it out to the end with Mikey Lewis, who's a top 100 guy that uh, was one of the top scorers in the EYBL. But he's also kind of of the similar mold of a score first guard, probably more so a, a two guard than a one in terms of playmaking goes. Butler's definitely more of that that pure point in terms of his his makeup and everything. Uh, Sincere Harris, we know he's he's a gritty, rugged defender that's, that's a good athlete. Uh, Nico Moretti, smaller point guard, pure pass-first point guard. And Ty Rogers has the build similar to, uh, you know, Jace Butler, even obviously a little bit more inches on him, but uh, doesn't shoot it. So I think that when you look at Jace's ability to, to make shots, and no, he's not the same type of shooter as, as Mikey Lewis was, but they like the fact that they think he pairs well with a guy like Gibbs Lawhorn, pairs well with other quick twitch athletes too, just kind of on the perimeter that he can kind of set up that – uh, I think in some defensive matchups, you can kind of – I don't know if you need to, to hide him, so to speak, but you can you can kind of move him around, especially being six foot four in terms of who he can match up with. If there's a, a really quick point guard that you need maybe Sincere to guard or Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn to guard, you can make up for that by putting him maybe on a, on a bigger guard or, or even a wing at, at six foot four. So uh, it was just a situation, yeah, they just – they liked him too much to mess around with it. They think that he's a guy that can develop, and uh, they just – feel like yeah maybe you know in the past there's been a a Fred Van Vliet that's come through Illinois that you know didn't have the offers and you could nitpick and say oh well he's too small or uh Jalen Pickett went to Siena I mean go go through the list there's been a a number of guys Marquise Noel where was he at Arkansas Little Rock for going to Kansas State there's been a lot of these guys I think it's an interesting conversation to have because we've pretty much seen for the most part with Brad that he's told his staff I think if they can't impact me right away Let's wait. Let's not take those guys early. Let, let's let's not reach on guys. Let's say that if we don't get our A-list prospects, let's mm-hmm. go to the portal and get those guys. So sometimes you might say, Jace Butler's someone that you maybe catch the second time around. Maybe he goes to UC Santa Barbara and, and lights it up for a couple of years, and then you try to get him there. Now, maybe UCLA and USC and those teams are, are really in on him then. But I think that's kind of interesting with with Brad here of, of taking a guy that high majors didn't necessarily want a whole lot but i'm not saying it's it's wrong it's just uh, maybe a little bit of a different approach i think i said javon pickett so thank you for correcting me with jalen pickett there um but yeah it's kind of a little bit of a zag with him and jason jackstis right um so i'm wondering like obviously you take the Marez johnson who's one of the best prospects illinois has gotten under brad underwood along with io and kofi and, and those level of players we'll see what he develops into but obviously a guy who can impact the game right away help you right away win I don't think Jace Butler were projecting to to make a huge impact his freshman year. Jason Jackson certainly not. But in this age of the portal, do you take more of those kind of guys along with the high upside guys than kind of that middle guy? Like, you know, Jade Neps was kind of in that territory, you know, that mid four star, high three star guy. Like, how many of those guys are sitting willing to sit wait and develop we've even seen some highly rated guys at illinois leave after just one season here so i don't know if this is what they did or just how the way it came out but maybe the portals where you get your instant impact guys you get your old guys and then you take your as highly rated possible guys or the guys who you think are going to be willing to sit and develop and learn and not leave after a year and i jace butler the way he talked we just heard him with travis brandon the way we know jason jackson is committed to a process those guys are all about winning and i think that matters to brad underwood and i feel like those guys are committed to a process at the high major level 
Yeah, and I think that's just as big of a part of the evaluation process now as, as the actual talent and what you're going to get right away is you got to find guys who – what, what's their mentality? What are they looking for? Are they going to be willing to develop for a little bit? And that's not to say that Jace Butler can't come in and play next year. I think that it's very fluid at the point guard position. We're going to learn if Ty Rogers can settle into that role. We're going to learn what Drake Loops Lawhorn looks like in some backup point guard minutes or how that plays out. We're going to learn – uh, Nico Moretti, uh, is he ready for this level and, and what that all looks looks like? So I think, uh, you know, going into the spring, we'll, we'll have a better idea of what that point guard situation really does uh, appear to be. But, you know, a, a guy like Braden Smith at Purdue last year wasn't a, a super highly touted recruit. And all of a sudden he comes into Purdue and, and provides them good minutes as a freshman. Again, I'm not saying that Jace is going to do that, but I'm also not saying he's going to ride the pine for maybe two years as well. But uh, I do think that's a, that's a good point that, it is important to, especially with Jaxis. Like Jaxis is definitely on kind of the the lead plan, but hopefully it pays off a lot more than lead did yeah. in terms of the sit and then you know have an opportunity to, as your body progresses, really make an impact for this team. But uh, with Jace, I, I think it's somebody that he wanted to. What he wanted to know mostly was was the staff at Illinois all the way bought in on him. Do they believe in him a hundred percent, or were they kind of just kind of one foot in, one foot out, and if dominoes went a certain way like if Mikey Lewis didn't go there then they were going to say okay all right now we want you Illinois didn't didn't show that they were were teetering on that they wanted him bad they believe in him and uh there were a lot obviously a lot of things to like about Illinois when you think about development winning and all those things for Jace and obviously a point guard that's a position you can make an impact early Derek if uh if you got a chance to if you show you can play right away I want to take a minute and tell you about Homefield. They are a premium collegiate apparel brand based in Indianapolis. They emphasize their commitment to creating incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. They feature a growing collection of over 150 plus colleges to choose from, including, of course, the University of Illinois. Homefield designs are super unique, guys, because they delve into the archives and history of each school, including Illinois, and they use unique logos and iconic moments to create thoughtfully designed apparel. So if you go to Homefield, fieldapparel.com you can see the 80s Illini football helmet that so many you like flying Illini logo the Illinois basketball logo from the 2004-2005 Illini team the script Illini is there and you guys these are the most comfortable shirts and that's what I love about home field apparel you get the comfort but you also get authenticity and nostalgia so I'm telling you guys give their site a look it's not the typical Illinois gear you usually see you can find them at homefieldapparel.com where you can see their collection of college available and guess what our listeners at Illini Inquire get 15% off their first order with discount code Illini23 again 15% off your first order at homefieldapparel.com with discount code Illini23 so as you go to Illinois football games get ready for the Illinois basketball season homefield apparel is the perfect apparel to get you ready for the upcoming season so check them out at homefieldapparel.com this is Tony Kornheiser show I'm Tony we expected someone else so what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's dive into some of these questions already on the live YouTube channel. Robert, they done with Mikey Lewis? 
I don't think that Illinois is going to end up with both Butler and Lewis. I, I'm not going to never say never. I, I guess I, I don't haven't heard, heard that Illinois is completely out of the mix there. Now you know Mikey dropped LSU. Whether that was LSU saying we're good or, or Mikey, you know how that worked out. I, I'm not entirely sure, but uh, I, I know that LSU was the perceived leader going into the stretch of visits. They're no longer in the mix. Uh, the way what I've gathered is if it seemed like it was a choice. Either uh, either or, I guess. It maybe it wasn't even a, a flat-out choice. It could just be said, you know, we get whoever we get, first come, first serve. And I, I think Illinois approached that going into those visits that, you know, hey, we want you. Uh, we'll put the press on and, and see where it goes from there. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I do get some underlying sense. I don't think it's a consensus opinion by any means over there uh, with this staff. But I, I think there were people that preferred Jace Butler, you know, contrary to what – the rankings may say because of the fit, because he was a different piece and, and all of those things. So we'll, we'll see how that thing plays out. But uh, with Jeremiah Fears in this mix, which we can talk about too, being a, a 2025 that's looking pretty clearly to reclass to 2024, at least as far as what I, I can tell right now, and he's a top 50 guard that's very talented. Illinois is in there pretty good. I think that with that in the mix and then also Butler and wanting to have some flexibility for the portal, I don't think they will take – both Butler and Lewis. Uh, I should say this, like Mikey Lewis, four-star guard, top 100 guard, a uh, little bit different of a player than Jace Butler, right, Derek? So, like, what are they getting different than Jace Butler or what Mikey Lewis could have given them uh, for people who don't dive into this as much as you? Yeah, Mikey was one of the top scorers in the UIBL, a guy that's just really smooth, uh, very, very good shooter, shot about 38 39% from three in the UIBL. And I know a lot of fans out there can say, man, we need shooting. We need guys that can make shots, and I, I get – uh, the appeal there, I mean, Illinois. Coach Serta. Yeah, I know. Could he use that I know. He's a, he's a sniper for sure. Uh, but I, he's, he's a good player. He's a scorer, more of a scorer than a playmaker. I think that's something that Illinois has has had to make choices with and evaluate. I, I, that was the same thing with Jaden Epps. That was the same thing, I think, with Jacob Zahorn coming in. And so as they're trying to piece this thing together, I think they like the fact that Butler was a playmaker, had some more size to him, a little bit more just a natural – ball in the hand, see the floor type of guy. Mikey's just going to go get you one. And, again, like that's that's something that it, it can be an asset for Illinois and will be an asset for somebody if he does land elsewhere. So that's kind of the difference. Uh, Butler, not as good of a shooter, not as consistent from beyond the arc. I do like his pull-up game. I think his, his pull-up jumper is really good. I think he sets it up well. It's kind of that – I've used this comparison before. I think he's got a little Jalen Brunson to him. I'm not saying he's going to be Jalen Brunson, All-American – NCAA champ two times, $100 million type of guy in the NBA. He, he probably – he maybe won't check any of those boxes, and, and that wouldn't be a surprise. But uh, can kind of get into you with his body, pull back, hit that, that pull-up jumper, uh, just gets that craftiness, that IQ that kind of maybe sometimes outweighs the, the athletic parts of it. Uh, and, and then, yeah, again, Mikey, just pure score, smooth, shoots it. And uh, they like both those guys. I, I just feel like right now maybe Ole Miss is trending for Mikey. He was just there this past weekend. Uh, if he's going to pop in the near future. I, I've heard that they want him to, to make that decision rather soon, and if he stretches it out, I'm not sure where it's going to go. All right, Matt asks, this is a good pickup as long as it doesn't stop us from getting Jeremiah Fears or Mikey Lewis. Jeremiah Fears was on campus earlier this week, Derek. Uh, I don't. He, I love Jeremiah Fears in the class of 2025. Just a bucket getter. I've said it before, he's part of the Steph generation. Kids who grew up watching Steph, he's got some just electric uh, ability as a scorer. Undersized, even in the class of 2025. So when we talk about reclass, that always scares me with an undersized guy, but boy, uh, he's he's a bucket. So what, what do you know about Jeremiah Fears right now in the Illini's pursuit there? 
Yeah, I think that as you look at it, obviously the talent is there. I mean, he's got loads of offensive talent, ability to, to shoot from anywhere, uh, just the ability like off the dribble is, is really dynamic and creative with his ball handling. Uh, I did think that over the summer he, he made strides, you know, being the point guard for Brad Beal Elite on the 17U circuit playing up that I think he made strides as a playmaker. I thought I saw him make some reads and some passes that make you look like a, a point guard where he kind of came up earlier in his high school career. Yes, playing alongside his brother, who's that – that pure floor general where Jeremiah was more just the, the score, the bucket getter. So, uh, but still, I think that that's kind of the, the one a in his game is going out there and getting, getting buckets. But uh, yes, his dad, I've, I've talked to him a number of times is very interested. And as is Jeremiah and pursuing a reclass of 2024, which I think is something that you got to consider if you're Illinois or any other suitor out there. Now he's, he's got some, some big time options. You know, he's taken a official to Oregon, Arizona's hosting for a visit, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Kansas just offered recently, Kentucky's been out to see him. So uh, there's a lot of lot of suitors. I think if he waits until 25, now he has said before, he said about a month ago he wants to decide in January. So he's, he's got a timeline there. But if he sticks in 25, I think it can go a lot of different ways, although I think Illinois is in a good spot with what they've done. If he reclasses to 24 and Illinois wants him in 24, I think that they're the most logical – option uh it's just whether is he going to be kylan boswell who actually you know came on later in the year last year and now they did go in the portal and kind of overlap them a little <laughs> bit but uh getting caleb love and, and uh, a guard from alabama as well but uh, he's kind of in position year two to ride it out and then maybe really pop this year yeah. some people will be afraid he you know of the christian lander story at indiana a guy that maybe went too early it stunts the development it 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 hurts the, the confidence, the expectations and everything. So that all factors in with three classes. And I, I get it. There's a, there's apprehension with that, but obviously Illinois loves the talent and, and they they're working it hard. Yeah. And that's, that's a guy I don't, I don't think you can pass up on the talent, right? Like the, right. he's, he's just a, a very, very, very talented player. I, I always think it's helpful, Derek, even for me to kind of picture the, the scholarship chart here, just to figure out like, what's this roster look like. So I got it pulled up on the YouTube channel, but 2024, 25, Next year, your seniors are Dane Danger, Luke Goody, your juniors, Sincere Harris, and Ty Rogers. Your sophomores, Nicole Moretti, Imani Hansbury, Dre Gibbs, Lawhorn. And then your freshmen, Marez Johnson, Jason Jackson, Jace Butler. Three open scholarships. I would imagine at least two of those are for transfers. And of course, you can always have uh, attrition as, as we see every year. Uh, but what do you make of that next year roster, Derek? Because obviously, Dane is going to be potentially your go to player. Uh, on that team, Dre Gibbs, Lawhorn, probably going to take a big scoring leap. We'll see what Sincere Harris, Ty Rogers can do from an offensive standpoint. I feel great about the front court of Imani yeah. Hansberry, Dane Danger. If Rogers is back in the front court, and Rez Johnson um, probably needs some help at shooting and, and you know, out with Luke Goody and, and some guard help. But uh, what do you make of that? Because I, I think of Jeremiah Fears, I'm like, man, you put him with Merez Johnson, Dre Gibbs Allhorn, Amani Hansbury. If you can keep all those guys, that's a heck of a core. Yeah, it really could be. I mean, you think about the the following year when Merez is a sophomore and, and Jeremiah is a sophomore, and then you got upperclassmen like senior type guys with, yeah. with Ty and Sincere mixed in with Amani and and DGL. Like I know it's hard in this day and age to keep guys together <laughs> uh for multiple years and, and try to forecast too far in the future. But as soon as yeah, next year They'd have to go back into the portal as it stands right now. Probably once again, I mean, that's kind of been the MO here recently of finding some impact wings. Like you're going to lose Terrence Shannon. You're going to lose, uh, I know he's not a wing, but Coleman Hawkins, kind of that 
that four man who's a playmaker. Now they again, you know, they got some options if Amani progresses enough to really and if he progresses his outside shot. I know Brad spoke about that at, at Atlanta Media Day, although everybody's awesome uh at this stage of the offseason so really uh just make sure you, you keep that in mind but uh yeah I, I like the the pieces as it sets up in the front court I do think again like going to the the portal and again that, that's something that as you look at it and you think about the the free COVID year guys the guys that are going to be 23 maybe even 24 year olds who've played four years in college but have another year and can one-time transfer even grad transfer if they moved uh multiple times that's going to have another cycle this spring. So Illinois wants to have flexibility there. Brad spoke about that on Friday about, hey, you know, when you can have 24-year-olds, why would you go out and load up on 18-year-olds? So I think that they're positioning themselves to, to make a push there. I do like if they if they got Jeremiah in that mix. I mean, that's that's a talented backcourt mm-hmm. uh, with, with DGL, and uh, we'll see how Ty fits there uh, especially. So um, – some big things to replace because you got a, a lot of experience that's going to be gone after this year, but the portal provides opportunity. And I think this, this class as a whole, especially as you project it would be really exciting if, if you were able to add Jeremiah to what you currently have in 24. I'm very excited to announce a new partnership with Underdog Fantasy. We decided to partner with Underdog because it's the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Underdog Fantasy has a lot to offer, including their Pick'em game. In Pick'em, you pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. It's so easy to play. Just pick two to five stats of your favorite players and choose whether they'll go higher or lower. You can more than 20 times your amount of money by going five for five. They also have a best ball mania. If you think you know football, you got to check this one out. This year's best ball mania has 50 million in total prizes up for grabs with the winner taking home 3 million. So sign up today with promo code Illini and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with my promo code Illini to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. You must be 18 plus and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concern with your play call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ncpgambling.org Derek we've had a few questions uh, about Jace Butler on the live YouTube Jay uh, asked can he shoot threes Uh, and then Paul asked can he be a defensive stopper as far as three points go I know that I was looking at some of the synergy numbers and Adidas circuit they had him tracked at about 32 33 percent from beyond the arc so not a, a knockdown dead-eye shooter uh, but a guy that's capable a guy that can i mentioned the ability to, to pull up off the dribble and i was actually i was watching his last game at the adidas championships so that's the the final live period for adidas in july and uh, his final game he hit four threes in the first half i think he finished about six of 11 from deep so uh, he's capable he's capable from uh, of getting it going from beyond the arc it's just more consistency and that's kind of, again, as you compare that to uh, Mikey Lewis, that's that's where Lewis has the advantage. But uh, defensive stopper, I, I think that you wonder about his, his foot speed, his twitchiness against quicker guys. Uh, I do like his size. I like the fact that he's stronger. I think as you get in there with Fletch, can, can Fletch have a body transformation there and try to get some more of that that ranginess out of him. I think that's obviously something that Illinois will try to focus in on. Uh, in watching some of his AAU games, I, he's not guarding the – the point guard a lot of times he's he's operating as the point guard but he's got a, you know maybe a smaller guard sticks the one and he's he's on the guard in a wing or a, a bigger guard uh, just based on his athletic profile so uh, I think that defensively there are 
some things to wonder about. I'm not saying he's going to be a bad defender. I just don't know enough about that. And I, as far as, you know, again, explosiveness, quick twitchiness, like that's those are some things that he doesn't necessarily have as a strength right now. Uh, Saber, uh, we're going to get out of here soon, Derek. Uh, should we be worried this is too similar to football where we think we can consistently be with developmental guys, but the truth is the Witherspoon Hawkins are rare and we need high-end talent. I mean, I kind of want to zoom out here because uh, I don't think one of Brad Underwood's concerns I have about him is is talent accrual. This is a pretty talented roster. He's continued to recruit talented guys. You look at even the future roster. Listen, you got a lot to replace in Terrence Shannon. I think Illinois is always going to be a major player in the transfer portal. Uh, and I think they can get stars from there. But Dane Danger was a very highly rated prospect. Ty Rogers, Amani Hansberry, Dre Gibbs Allham, Rez Johnson. Like th- these are still highly rated guys. Um, so I, I don't think this is all of a sudden like a not talented roster. There are pieces they need to add. They need more shooting. They need bigger body wings. Uh, Derek, once you lose Shannon, who's ridiculous. But I still feel like talent accrual this staff's pretty dang good at. Right. I mean, you just look at the freshman last year. You had four top 100 recruits coming in there as freshmen now you lost two of them unfortunately and that, that kind of plays into it too again mm-hmm. you, you got to think about what these players are looking for or what their mentality is I, I, in hindsight it's easy to say well I would have rather had you know somebody like a Jace Butler or someone you know less touted than a Sky Clark who comes in and a lot of expectations and yeah he's a former five-star but he he was here for half a season uh, and Jaden Epps was gone after one year too. So uh, I don't have any, I'm with you. I don't have any worries about their ability to go out and get talent. They've done it in the portal. They, they've got a lot of NIL money to throw around there. At least that's been the case in recent seasons. And I mean, Merez is a borderline, maybe pushing for a five-star by the time that he shows up on campus and maybe he's in the McDonald's all American conversation as well. So, and a lot of cap uh, space coming off the books after this year. Yeah. <laughs> No doubt. No doubt. Terrence Coleman. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. You need that as as you go into the portal. So uh, I'm not worried kind of big picture about it. And I think I was actually thinking about this. Like you go back to the the later years of the Bruce Weber tenure and Mm. sometimes chasing stars and, and chasing who people think you should get. Can can go the wrong way. Maybe if you you stick to who you are and get guys that you feel like are fits to you, then uh, maybe that would have played out better for Bruce. And look, I mean, yeah, it's one of those. I think there are two sides of it, and I know yeah. we're we're going to wrap up here soon. But it's, it's balancing it. it. It's all balancing the talent yeah. plus guys you can keep around and will develop into really good basketball players. Uh, but I, I just don't think talent accrual is is the hardest part. And no. to be honest with you, like some of the football guys that have been like scouting guys I love those guys because they usually tend to work out like I don't know why but it seems like some of those like riskier takes you think like lower profile guys seem to work out maybe we just focus on those guys uh, when they burst out more but yeah no and I think that one that is a little comparable on the basketball side like Alan Griffin was uh under recruited I know it was in a spring type of take but under recruited like three-star caliber guy at the very end Syracuse is like whoa, 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 you know, come look at us. And Stanford kind of did that with Jace Butler too. So, And it's not like they um, treated him like a backup, right? This wasn't like, oh, this is the third option. we got to go find a guy. This was, right. no, we want him now. Uh, even even if Mikey Lewis considers us, like, we want to go get this guy now. We're not we're not waiting. I, I like when staffs have that urgency. You see that urgency, that means they're, they're pretty sold on him. We'll see if it works out, but I like when yeah. that happens. Yeah, right. And we'll see how it goes. I think there is a world where if it doesn't work, if, if Jace looks like a reach, if Jaxis looks like a reach, some will say it's missed opportunity in this class because you had Merez early and you had that that pillar 
there early and, and maybe he could have attracted another star or some will look at that as we we have years to have this thing play out if that is the case of course you get jeremiah fierce too that would be considered a, a star type of get although a reclass does change some of the circumstances that's one side of this that people may fear but again like if if Jaxus is someone that you know wisconsin's been getting in the, the last 20 years that actually pans out and, and turns out to be a nice developmental process to being a contributor and, and jace butler looks like a great eval and then obviously Merez, i mean he should be a instant yeah. impact type of guy that that turns into a really good class we have to see how it plays out yeah i could use a stephen crowell or a uh you know chucky hepburn like those guys would love those guys in the program if they end up being that that'd be a, a great class and I, I the thing i think they're missing is is the shooter in this class and they'll, they'll probably have to go get that in the portal like a big bodied wing long i guess is even more important kind of wing like i thought cole Serta would have been a, a great addition even in this class even if he's not the top 60 guy in a class Dang, Micah Shrewsbury. He's, keeps getting those wins. <laughs> keeps getting those wins. Uh, Derek, before I let you go, you got to get to radio. Uh, give me one thing that stood out from uh, Basketball Media Day the other day. I think it was cool hearing about that that meeting of standards that they had in terms of they, they get all the guys together and, and each person stands up and says what they want this team to be about and what they're going to hold each other accountable with. Uh, I, I talked to Ty. I said, you know, Ty, what was the, the thing you said? He's like, I – Block out all the outside noise, everything that the media says, everything that your parents say, all of that stuff that, that really hurt us last year. We got to be tighter net as a unit. And I, I think also he, he mentions, you know, player-led teams usually do well. That's what Brad's been harping on. So I we talked a lot about leadership and culture and everything with this team. I think that's something that can be a benefit for, benefit for Illinois. Yes, we got to see the point guard, the three-point shooting, all that kind of deal. But I think that's something interesting. And I – I enjoyed talking to Amani and, and Dre Gibbs Alhorn as well, focusing kind of in on the freshmen. And yeah. I also have a story in the offense, too. I think that's something that is under the spotlight after last year, just kind of forming that identity and doing the right things, X knows wise to get the most out of the team. I'll have a, a column with Brad. I, I got him off to the side by myself. And I asked him about the NCAA tournament success. So his answer was really interesting on that. So people will be able to see that here in a little bit. But just about the program, he's built, kind of gets overlooked because of the NCAA tournament stuff. It's a really good program. It's a it's a really good program. Like I know people are like, ah, oh, more on Bielema than Underwood after the NCAA tournament. I'm like, wait, Bielema was trying to get to Underwood. Okay, that's very difficult to do. So sometimes I think we've got to zoom out on that. But the age, Derek, Brad does not want to do that again. <laughs> that was made very clear of last year relying on that kind of youth. You want to sprinkle it in. But uh, he brought up 23 and 24 year olds a lot. I think he's gonna. I think Brad is gonna have more fun this year. <laughs> That's not, whether they go far in the tournament or win the Big Ten. I mean, probably not. But I think he's gonna have more fun coaching this team. I agree. Yeah, it's gonna be. You're you're leaning on guys that have been there before in a lot of senses as role pieces. And then I mean, if Dre and, and Amani pop, which they need those guys to at least Dre, especially in the backcourt, we're not as as deep. Those guys are just, you know, added, you know, supplemental help into what's a pretty deep and experienced roster. So I, I do buy into the depth. I buy into this team being pretty talented. Yes, you got some questions, but I agree. Yeah, it just in, in terms of like, I think culturally, the guys you brought in, you know, Damask and Harmon being hungrier guys that are trying to prove themselves on the high major level. I think that all factors into to Brad 
sleeping a little bit better at night this year, although the schedule does get tough in December, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, the Big Ten schedule does them no favors uh, this season. Uh, Derek Piper, thank you for the insight. As always, man, we'll let you get to radio. Yep. Thanks, man. Always fun. All right, everybody, thank you for watching on the live YouTube channel. Hit the like button on the way out. Subscribe to us. Hit the notifications bell there as well. And thank you for listening on the Illini Choir podcast as well. Rate us, review us. We really appreciate it. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Choir podcast. Bye, everybody.